podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Some days the couch just calls to us. Take a seat. Grab the remote. My cushions are extra cosy today. And while we all want to get off the couch to set a healthier routine, not knowing how to start can feel overwhelming. Healthy Ireland is a trusted source for easy-to-follow tips and advice, like getting a friend involved with your healthy habits so they'll be able to motivate you on those tougher days. Search Healthy Ireland and get set for life this winter. From Healthy Ireland, a Government of Ireland initiative supporting health and well-being for everyone and helping us off our couches. Welcome to the bloodandmud.com podcast meet with midweek bonus pod special of justice as we look ahead to this weekend's final proper round of the Autumn Internationals. There is one more game, isn't there? Wales is uh, daft one. A uh, pointless money spinning next week game. Wales oh, versus a hollowed out South Africa. That's something to look forward to, isn't it, next yeah. week? Well, we're not going to yeah. talk about that now. We're talking about the uh, this weekend's Autumn Internationals. So who is we? Who's this we I'm referring to? Well, I am Lee Calvert, the editor of LondonMud.com, and that gentleman is... I remain Josh Gardner of RugbyShowWatch.com. We've picked up quite a few new listeners in recent weeks, Josh. Weirdos. I know, yeah. yeah. Uh, so welcome aboard to our special rugby train. And by special, I mean stupid, and by train, I mean podcast. But thanks very much for joining us and our ragtag band of misfits who've been with us. I did notice, actually, you joined us. You joined us. Listen to this. Sounds grand. You joined me uh, in on in November, November 13th, 2015. So we're about two years in now. Can you right. believe yes, it? Yes, it sounds about right. Doesn't uh, time fly when it doesn't sound like you're having fun? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound... When it sounds like a Welsh Eeyore, apparently, <laughs> which is now in my Twitter bio. Yeah, Thank I have you. seen that. Yeah, the uh, contacts you can get in touch with us at Blood and Mud or bloodandmud.com or there's Lee at bloodandmud.com on the email and Josh uh, at Josh Gardner at Rugby Shirt Watch. Uh, I should really get at Welsh Eeyore as well, shouldn't I? <laughs> you should, Just yeah. In case somebody, somebody must have that. Somebody must I'm, have I'm, that. I'm looking now. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, so where are you listening? You will know that you're probably listening to this podcast on Acast, on Apple Podcasts, or one of your favourite podcast players. And welcome along, because yeah. that's where we are available, and you can leave reviews. Thank you for those of you who have been leaving reviews recently. This week, we're going to be doing a bit of news, then we're just going to be reviewing the games, then we'll be off on our merry way. And no doubt it'll be Friday morning by the time you get round to listening to this uh, little introductory Indeed. podcast. So. First of all, as usual, it might be a special bonus issue, but it doesn't mean we've not got a player spotted, Josh. Oh, no. We have got one from Tom Halley, who emails and says, I was in the... He said it's a, it's a player spotted double whammy, is what he says. Oh, God. He said, I was in the baby clothing section of Marks & Spencer's with a buggy waiting for the lift. The lift doors opened to reveal Tom Guest, also yeah. pushing a buggy... We awkwardly manoeuvred our way past each other before exchanging a haunted <laughs> smile. What, what, Tom, can I ask you, was the haunted smile because neither of you had children in the buggy? Because you haven't I, mentioned that, that. Quite literally what I was thinking. At no point does he mention yeah. if those buggies were full or if he was just taking his buggy for a walk. Yeah, so was it that your haunted smile is because you were both busted with the ruse that you've created to pick yeah. up women in the baby M&S well, you'd section? Both, you'd both left your children in the car. Or, yeah, that. or that oh then, fuck so and then on the way home he says I saw Maggie Alfonsi in Sainsbury's local perusing the ready meals well oh, that's quite meal Maggie really but it was a corn one yeah but still you'd hope that a professional athlete like her would 
Hey, look, know. we all need a little bit of salt and water heated up in the microwave with dubious meat content, don't we, sometimes? <laughs> Whoever we I mean, are. This is true. But I'm not a professional athlete. I've never won a World Cup. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah, so there you go. Tom, that's a good one. A double whammy of mundanity and empty buggies. Although, seriously, wait. let that's, us know. Was there a child in the buggy? We, we are all concerned. Yeah. Seriously, what have you done with your kid? Before we get on to the reviews, then, let's talk about some news. Now, the big news this week, well, there's two pieces of big news. One is that there's finally been a report on the Michael Checker oh, God. investigation, right? After three days of waiting, after they simply said, there is an investigation, we will update you tomorrow. We've had two days of emails of them saying, there is no update, we will update you tomorrow. So what they've sent in today is, uh, Mr. Checker and the ARU cooperated with the investigation, which has now been completed. That's good. Uh, in light of Mr. Checker's explanations of his conduct, his clear understanding of the need to protect and promote the interests of the sport, and his open apology for any offence caused, the disciplinary officer and the autumn internationals, etc., etc., has decided not to pursue any disciplinary proceedings against Mr. Checker. However, the disciplinary officer has urged Mr. Checker to be aware of the risks during matches when he knows he will be being filmed and potentially broadcast, and where possible, to moderate his conduct and his language accordingly. Mr. Checker has accepted this position. Please note, there will be no further comments on this matter. Here's an idea. If you don't want coaches to be filmed <laughs> swearing and getting angry, maybe don't point a camera at them all game when they're in an incredibly high-tension, high-stress environment. I do love this. Yeah, yeah. And the fact they said, please don't let me know further comment on this matter, apart from when Michael Checker was about one inch the other side of the door. Yeah. And he went, what a loud of how <laughs> fucking bollocks that was, sort of thing. But actually, yeah, I, I, I think I... Seven to the game on Saturday before he is screaming and banging the desk again. A lot of um, a lot of people are basically coming out with saying this, that actually, if you start effing and jeffing at somebody, they're going to do it back, so what are you worried about? I'm, I'm, I'm probably... I'm one of those people who thought that Eric Cantona drop kicking that fan was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, it's But if some minging skinhead comes down and starts hurling abuse at you, yeah, just do a, do a double flying drop kick on him. It's absolutely yeah, fine. Why not? And like, likewise, you know, and like when that bloke, when John Prescott punched that bloke with a mullet in North Wales, you know, yeah, you don't throw great. an egg at somebody. Yeah. Right, what quality, else? Quality, quality. Um, George North. He's George North, home. of course, yes. He's coming, he's coming back home. to Wales. Do we know no, where well, he's... Okay. No, they won't say where yet. They said that he signed a dual contract. He's finally been released from his Northampton Saints purgatory, mm. where, let's be honest, he has looked clinically depressed oh, for the terrible. last 18 months. Do you see his, 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 his statement where he said, I've thoroughly enjoyed my <laughs> time at Northampton Saints, and I'm well, very sorry to leave. It's like, I'm calling bullshit on that one, George. You cannot wait to get out of there. <laughs> um, yeah, nobody knows. They've been, <coughs> in weird. Like he signed a deal, a national deal contract with the WRU, but they've been very coy about where he's going. Which is that because they've not made the decision yet? Is that, that could that, that is, could that be feasible that they've basically that gone well? What they're saying they said that they're now going to uh, spend the next few months basically sort of working with George North and with the four regions to determine which of those four regions, <coughs> the Dragons. Um, they think <laughs> best suited for. Um, I'm sure it definitely won't be the owned and funded by the WRU Newport Grand Dragons. How's he going to be any happier there? 
He'll get to live in Cardiff. And That's not, true. He not, gets to hang around with Bernard Jackman all day and not Jim Mallon, but that might help. Yes. And Bernard Jackman seems like a right laugh. He does. So, yeah, that's got to be a positive. And the, the Gatlin's been saying all sorts of nice things about the Dragons. Think very Gatlin-y things, like they have the most intense training of all the regions and things like this. That's I mean, it's obvious. It's a pet project. They've got to give yeah. the Dragons a bit more legitimacy. They, they gain Ross Moriarty, yeah. so they might as well get George North as well. They, yeah. Well, they have to, don't they, I suppose? <laughs> yeah, well, It's a bit shit if you're, another, if you're another... But hang on, though. Can't... If he's on an NDC, can't, couldn't someone like Osprey's come in or somebody's got a bit more money and say, well, I'll put more money towards it. So that means that gives, well, that gives him more money. So they want him to come in. Has, what happens is that the WRU works out, I think how it works anyway, is the WRU works out a contract with the player and then they right. pay 60% of it and they say to the regions, which of you would like to pay this 40%? And then presumably with George North, all for, you know, getting George North, even George North now, worth remembering, George North is still 25 years old. It's, yes. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Um, going, would you like George North on 40% of his probable market value? And everybody says yes. That's not bad money, is it? No. But then, so it, they, but then you don't get into a bidding war then. Then he just chooses where he's going to go to. Yeah, he just chooses where he's Well, what's happened with Ross Moriarty is that they wanted him back on an NDC, but it seems like the Dragons have found money down the back of the sofa and made him a bigger offer than what the WIU wanted to offer him on their own. I which went, is silly because the WIU is own, <laughs> owns the Dragons. I went to so. a, a charity do when I worked for a large finance company in Cardiff. And I went with work and work and it was basically a charity auction and work had this pot of money you could bid with to give to charity. Mm. Mm. And I was blazingly pissed. And I basically bid against myself on one on one item fourteen times, and then the entire room was laughing their head off because I just kept putting my hand up to bid against myself. <laughs> I have a feeling this is what's going to be happening with the Dragons and the WRU, except of course, you know, they're not a blazingly pissed lad in his twenties who's spending somebody else's money. I just suppose the Dragons that, are spending it? somebody else's money. Yeah, but, well, there's some people are sort of saying, oh, it must be a money from a private investor or something. It's like, if the Dragons had money from a fucking private investor, then why is the WIU in charge of them? Because he's a very clever got... private investor. Yeah, he's waited, <laughs> and then he's throwing cash around at the Dragon. Well, fair enough, if that's what's happening. But ostensibly, it, it is going to create a bit of problems if the WIU is effectively bidding with itself. I mean, the whole. I can do it for them if they want to get. I'm quite experienced in bidding against myself. You you should be their new CFO, I think. That's (laughs) probably the way. So, yes, George North coming. Good news that he's coming back. Yes, I think think it's good news for him more than anything because he looks so miserable. He'll only have to play 16 regional games a season and get eight weeks off in the summer. And given what's happened to him in the last couple of years, that is about the best thing we can do. He can go cycling with what's her name? Becky James, yes, yes, she's retired now. I wonder if that's played a part in it as well. She's retired now, so it isn't fucking all over the world and training all over all the time. world. Yeah, so they can actually have something resembling a domestic life now, which will be nice. Isn't that nice, everyone? Yeah. The WRU are funding a domestic life for people. Ah, ah. Right then, let's move on to the games, shall we? Yes. That's coming up this final <laughs> international weekend. Yes. Have you got any preference of who you'd like to do first? Uh, start with England. Whoa! What was it that? Just, Accidental Inverdale. 
Yes, <laughs> that was an accident in Inverdale. <laughs> Let's talk about England. Uh, mainly because it's probably the most uninteresting game of the weekend, really. Get out of the way quickly, on then, the shall pi- we? On the pitch, anyway. Off the pitch, there's all sorts of shit going down. But well, I had my say on this on Twitter last night. Thursday's recording this. I did. Well, I just, you know, Dan Kroll came out and said, it's not really up to us to uh, give our wages away. Hmm. And he got a bit of flat for it. I actually kind of agree with him. I used to be a trade union rep, right? You'll be surprised to know in my pro left wing <laughs> daily mill views. Yeah. And I from a trade union point of view, I would say it's absolutely correct. You don't give away your wages because the employers and the supervisory bodies can't organise themselves to sort this out. Yes. So I'm kind of on his side there. Yeah, I don't like sounds... I think he phrased his argument slightly wrong because he was talking yeah. about it could mean match fixing. So well, yeah, but that you know, leave that one aside. Just say yeah. you don't want to give your money that away because silly. it's not up to you, that and that's fine. Silly. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. I, 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 on the one hand, I think it's nice that, you know, the uh, Vinopolas wanted the players to sort of donate a portion of their match fee to the Samoan Rugby Union because obviously that's very close to their heart, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, as you know, as has been, from what originally was the thing of the Samoan Rugby Union is bankrupt. Which was the original story? Yes. Every you know the amount of th- he says and she said has come out from both sides since then, both World Rugby and the Samoan Rugby Union. It's clearly a very complicated and very murky thing, where nothing is entirely clear as to what the situation is there. And yeah, just chucking cash at the situation, especially out of your own pocket, is probably not. You know, yeah, it's no, sort of like it is fundamentally sort of like wrong. You yeah. Donate, yeah, sort of like the sort of donating to a charity when you've got no actual. But it's also been compulsorily to, requested to donate to a charity. That's the other thing. Yeah, but it's. it's a, I do like the yeah, idea of having the prime minister as the head of the RFU, though. Imagine yeah. how, that, how well that'd go down with uh, how to make England even less liked <laughs> yeah. by everyone. Make <laughs> Theresa May the head of the RFU. In fairness, the, the uh, Samoan Prime Minister has got a much more rugby-playing physique than Theresa May. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, what, what does Theresa May looks like a fullback from 1973 yes. in terms of physique. And she's got the haircut of a French outside back from <laughs> the early 60s. <laughs> she does. So it, back, meanwhile, back on the pitch, the, um, the, the England team is interesting in that Chris Robshaw is captain again. Yes, even though... Eddie Jones went on record as saying he was basically a bag of shit and wasn't up to test match <laughs> level like um, two months before he got the England job. Neil Fusco got in touch on Twitter and he said, has there ever been a more popular decision with non-English fans than dropping Hartley and having Rob Shaw in as vice-captain? Yeah, that is true. Also, I'm, I'm more glad for that that Jamie George has finally got an England start after, what, 23 tests? It's a very, very, especially against Argentina, that's a very interesting front row, I think. Yes, Genge, Cole, it's... and George. Uh, yeah, well, it's Samoa, isn't it? So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they've obviously gone... Um, oh, it is Samoa. Look, Sorry, my head yeah, went there. Yeah, um, Samoa uh, are not going to offer us a great deal in the scrum. So let's just go for the sort of slightly Hollywood lads. I do like the idea of Genji's crazy carrying and questionable uh, temperament running against Samoa, though. A bunch of Samoa lads, yeah, yeah. That going to end well. Sam Simmons starts at eight. Yes. And which would be the, uh, and Itoji, and yet yeah. another Yet another centre partnership. Yes. 
Now, that is creativity and boy band all in one yes, mixture, really is. isn't it? I mean, is there a more... Slade and Lazowski, band? by the way, if you've not seen it. Yeah, is there a more boy, boy band halfbacks and midfield than Care, Ford, Slade and Lazowski? They, they look literally like a boy band, with George Ford being the sort of shy one. What's Johnny May, then? Is he like one of that boys or the ugly one on the left? He's not he didn't in the even band, and neither is Elliot Daly or Mike Brown. Six member of five. Yeah, there are four of them, and maybe they'll let Chris Robshaw in to be the sort of rugged one. Mike Brown definitely wouldn't be the boy. Mike Brown have been bad manners or something like that, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, Mike Brown might have been a boy, but you know how like E seventeen had the one who was like oh, slightly yeah. swarthy. That's Mike Brown. <laughs> The slightly swarthy one, yes. But he is, I know exactly what, the exact one that you mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Launchbury, who was at a quietly outstanding autumn, as, as yes, Pear is really in. Yes, really good. Ewell's is, is, is had a decent season and lots thought of from Ewell's. I'm not sure. He told you he's in the back row. Uh, again. Piers Francis on the, the bench. Again. What's that, sorry? Todger in the back row again. It's like... It's obviously a thing. We need to accept the fact that this is a thing because it keeps happening. Mm. So it's obviously what Jones is going to keep having it happening, isn't he? Yeah. Is Sequay's back in the the squad? There were some hopes that he would get in the second row when you get a bit more mobility going on. And, uh, yeah, it's... it's, uh, Let's face it, him and Laws coming off the bench is going to cause problems. Yes, it is. From a small point of view, you know, do they do just their best to get through it? What's your score prediction? Oh, whatever England feel like, really. I mean, I'm sure they'll give a good account to themselves for 40 minutes, but... I just hope that England actually scores something that looks like it created tries. Although, interestingly, Charlie Morgan was at training today and he mm. put a video up on Twitter and said that basically Farrell was leading the entire backline round and was doing a lot of the kind of coaching, which obviously means that Eddie Jones is a really weak and shit coach, doesn't it? <laughs> Sean O'Brien logic. Yes. Uh, and I suppose it is you know, interesting that that's... Um, what was happening? Then he's not playing. So it, it will certainly test that theory that you've had many times about can they actually play without him there to do it? Yeah, Farrell, I think they is. probably. I think probably can against a team like Samoa. But that's the thing: if they can't do it against them, Autumn or Schmo- you know, not having Autumn Schmorton, then yeah. I mean, you would hope that Elliot Daly and Johnny May can get some sort of like if they can't get some sort of. Success down the, against David Lemmy, who is literally seven hundred years old. <laughs> then, <laughs> seriously, David Lemmy is basically Mumra in his in his <laughs> before his transformational state. It's effectively yes. I, how old is David Lemmy? I, I need to find this. I think out. he's younger than we think. I think he's about thirty-five, which Maybe. is old enough. But he, he seems like hey. he should be about fifty. He's eighty-two. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, 1982. He's not 82 years old. He's 35, yeah. Yes, so he's, he's 85. 82 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Literally 82. Yeah, so uh, England yeah, versus so Samoa is, is, is on. Win, and say. they're going to yeah. win comfortably. I, was an England fan, would like to see something resembling a, a, a structured bat line that gives me some hope. Move Because this is the last game yeah. before the Six Nations, isn't it? So Yeah. And we'll see what happens there. Shall we do Scotland versus Australia next? Let's which is, for that. me, the best and most exciting game of the weekend. It's going to be the most fun one to watch, isn't it? Good news, biggest news for me, I think, is uh, is Hamish Watson's fit. Yes, he is. Not as so, big as news as it is for me, but yes. Well, yeah, don't be trying to encroach. Don't try and encroach on my mesh love. Although I respect hey. that you're respecting him. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I respect him. I don't, I don't have a, a powerful love for him like <laughs> you do, but you know, it's a raw emotion. Yeah, yeah. Maitland back in the back line. Yeah, and that's interesting because he's straight in, and Lee Jones is straight out completely. And Lee Jones was outstanding last week. Yeah, it's a weird one, that isn't well, it? Well, obviously Maitland is the first choice, isn't he? Hmm. That that's probably what comes through quite clearly. And then I suppose Byron McGuigan. He covers yeah. he covers fullback he as covers, well, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. But Stuart Hogg covers wing as well, so you could afford Stuart to Stuart Hogg covers there. everything in yeah, glory. Quite right literally now. everything. Um yes, Australia. On paper, like they're very well matched, I feel. Like. Yeah, when you look at two teams, it's very true, actually. Mm. And that's a it's good like, Australian team, you know. I tell you what, like that is the best looking Australian team that has been for uh, the only way you could make that Australia team better, really. Is you put Falau in there yeah. and you put Pocock in there, mm. and that's basically their best team. We've and not talked much about Corabetti on the wing. Who was? He's been really good. So what? And last week he stepped in off his wing and tackled somebody, and, mm-hmm. and, and Stuart Barnes said, "You know, former rugby league man there, learning that rugby union skill of stepping in and tackling somebody. It's like." All right, so that, that's a rugby union skill now, is it? Stepping off your line and tackling somebody. <laughs> Whereas if you were in league, you'd just let him run past. No, you'd just be stood on the, You'd be nailed to the touchline. Fucking clueless <laughs> if it was rugby league. But yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, he has been very good. Yes, and Kurandrani and Karevi, while spectacularly unsubtle, yeah. are very good. Yes, the Lumpen twins. Yeah. But yeah, I think because you think you've got Beale, you've got Karevi and Kajari, you've got Corabetti's been great. I quite like the look of Hodge. Yeah, and then you've got goals as well. That Scottish backline from last week with Sean Maitland added to it. Mm-hmm. You've got like two really well, like Ali Price and Finn Russell versus Foley and Genia is a good halfback matching. Hooper and McCalman and McMahon against Wilson Barkley and Watson is a good matchup. Mm. Like. They're 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 really really well matched, and everyone's quite like, mobile. Nobody will want to scrummage much, will they? No, and it's they're it's a they're two really really similar, really really well matched teams that both want to throw it about a bit. So, provided it's not fucking it down, <laughs> it could be which Scotland. I'm looking at you. I know what you're like. Um, yeah, we'll be all right. I'll tell you what. There's some dynamite scrum halves coming on. Off the yeah. bench, isn't there? Oh, Nick yes. Phipps and Henry Pergos. Ooh. <laughs> the dream. Let's just... Hall of Fame shit. Yeah, one way or another, the game is decided <laughs> by that. <laughs> because nobody wants to bring that in as a fucking <laughs> call for the cavalry, do they? Yeah, so I'm actually really, really, really looking forward to that game. Yeah, me and it's too. Got, which means it's probably going to be dreadful now. But it has Obviously. all the ingredients to be a, a fabulous game. Prediction? Yes. Um, prediction, I will miss all of it uh, trying to get served in Kiwis but uh, in Cardiff. <laughs> but we'll... Oh, yeah, of course, because you're off to, the, uh, to, to the, the next game we'll talk about, won't you? But, yeah, okay. Is Kiwis still open? Yeah, Kiwis has moved. Has it moved Kiwis from the arcade? Not... Yeah, it's moved to the end of the arcade, so it's on St. Mary Street now. Uh, and, uh, yes. One of the lads Kiwis. I played rugby was, was the defence lawyer, so I always used to get in there very quickly because you represented the bouncer quite regularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went Kiwis during the day once. Really? And it was like, this is weird. I didn't know that was on the wall. Cause you didn't know was... <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, well, generally, I generally only go in Kiwis during the day because it's a pre-match, definitely not a post-match. Oh, I, always, I always ended up in there like one in the morning in some disgraceful Good. state. So Good for you. Yeah. Anyway, I reckon that 
if Australia don't like, it's all about can they pick themselves up after last week? If they can, they'll win. I fancy, and, and I'm going out on a limb here, but I fancy this could be a relatively comfortable win for Scotland. I'm sorry, everybody who's Scottish who's listening that I've just said that, because mm. you know what we're like. But actually, I, I think this could be. There, a, I think this could be a ten-point win for Scotland. Yeah, I can see that. To be honest, I think I definitely think Scotland can win, provided that they if they don't just. I think let they could score the a lot of points against this Australian oh, team yeah. quite quickly. I, I think this Scotland this could be a sort of super rugby score. Oh yeah, which I'm fully in favour of. It'd be brilliant. Some days the couch just calls to us. Take a seat. Grab the remote. My cushions are extra cosy today. And while we all want to get off the couch to set a healthier routine, not knowing how to start can feel overwhelming. Healthy Ireland is a trusted source for easy-to-follow tips and advice, like getting a friend involved with your healthy habits so they'll be able to motivate you on those tougher days. Search Healthy Ireland and get set for life this winter. From Healthy Ireland, a Government of Ireland initiative supporting health and well-being for everyone, and helping us off our couches. Acast recommends... Podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out, or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. So next up, we've got the game that you're going to. Looking forward to it? Uh, No. (laughs) Wales versus New Zealand, if you're not wondering, people. With perhaps one of the worst Welsh teams on paper <laughs> Since the last one. To, to take on the All Blacks for quite some time. Like, a backline of Falatau, yes, Aaron Shingler, Back row. and Josh and Josh Navidi, sorry, yeah, alarms me. I'm really glad that uh, Kieran Reid is injured. He is injured, isn't he? Well, you're sorted now, aren't you? Surely. I would have preferred if Ioane had been injured as well. Like I was. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was injured. Then, yeah, they did yeah, say that, didn't they? Like, oh, bastard. For sake. So now we're going to have fucking him running at Hallam Amos, which, remember how that went last time Hallam Amos played against New Zealand? <laughs> that was the time when we went, you know, why don't we get Amos in there? Why don't we get Amos in there? Well, I can yeah. see why you don't put Amos she in there right now. Amos in there, yeah. <laughs> and now, and that was when he was running against Naholo and Surveyor. Which is bad enough. But Which is bad enough. <laughs> yeah. But now they're going to have him opposite fucking Ioani, who, you know, apparently Hallam, a couple of a year ago, or two, maybe in 18 months ago, Hallam Amos wasn't quick enough to be a test match winger, according to Gatland and Howley. And now he's um, going against the... now he's fu- going to have to go fucking Rico Ioani, who's one of the fastest he's men on the planet. rapid. Yeah. And can't and be tackled, back- it would seem. No, that whole back line, to be honest, is fucking rapid. Like they're not, they are, they are, they, they are taking it fucking seriously, New Zealand, aren't they? When you look at that yes. team, there's no end of yeah. season. Let's just get out of the way here. There is, you know, no. Mackenzie, Naholo, Crotty, Williams, Yoan. They can yeah. pick quite pretty much, yeah. And 
uh, you look at our team and it's just like, uh, uh. yeah, but you know, you can't really, you can't legislate for the, for the impact magic that will be brought on by Jamie though. Can you? <laughs> Lazarus like, <laughs> I wish I knew how to quit you. <laughs> I did say, I've got this vision of Gatlin hugging his empty tracksuit, you know, like at the end of that film. <laughs> He's just constantly at Wales training, like before he was called up, he was just like catching a figure out the corner of his eye and he was hoping it was him when he looked and it wasn't. It was just Ken Owens or something. Oh. Yeah, so. Yeah. So the non-impact sub of Jamie Roberts makes the... Why is Navidian ahead of Tipperick? Is it an injury thing, or is it uh, a... the justification? Is that Tipperick hasn't played rugby for a month? Um, I would make the counter argument that Justin Tipperick is about five times as good a rugby player. <laughs> I'd make the, the counter argument that he's not Josh Navidi. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Josh Navidi is a fantastic regional player, but has demonstrated that aside from working really and trying really fucking hard, he's, he's not, not got it, has he? He's not a Test match player. He's one of the, you know, it's always bad. He's like a lovely lad. He does, yeah, and he's a decent rugby player. He just isn't here for the long, he's not here for the long term, is he? No. And that's, you can always tell players like that because when they're on scrum five, they talk them up massively. Yeah. As if like, you know, I've got, we've got to just keep telling this lad that he's ace, otherwise he might get upset sort of thing. Yeah, Uh, and that that has been the Navidi thing for years and he's finally getting a chance and he's not very good. Kelsey Scott Williams and Owen Williams as a centre partnership is fucking depressing as well, by the way. But <laughs> I thought this uh, was the new creative future. Scott Williams is meant to be able to do everything. He can kick, he can pass, he can run. He's the most overrated player in Welsh recent history. I'm going to go out and say that. Oof. He's, he's dining out on pickpocketing Courtney Laws nearly 10 Cue years everybody ago. on he's Twitter done. saying, you want to have you played for the Ospreys? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fully aware that I'm going to have to fucking <laughs> learn to like him next season, and it's annoying, but... Yes, ten years ago, nearly. How pickpocket of Courtney Laws was, and what has he done since? <laughs> Fuck all. What do you think the extent of the damage will be? <laughs> <laughs> I hope to have uh, destroyed enough brain cells that I will not be aware of it. <laughs> but it's probably not going to be the case. So I'm saying at least probably a fifteen twenty point win for New Zealand. We might keep it close-ish for half an hour and then it'll just get out of hand. The thing is, is only that you can look at it and go, look at that team and it's new. You know, is there anything you want them to do to learn from here? Or what would you, you know, anything you want to see this weekend? And, or is it just too depressing to even just consider? Try not to get dicked. <laughs> I'm going to be there. Try not to be total pricks and ruin the day for me. Well, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. We'll do what we always do. We'll try to intimidate them with physicality. And it'll work for roughly forty minutes while still losing, and then they'll batter us for the last twenty. They didn't and don't get intimidated, do they? They no, are basically—they're exactly. not they just will... the best players, well. They're the greatest shit houses in the world as well. Yeah. We're not bothered. So, so basically, they will soak. They will give as good as they get for fifty, sixty minutes. Then we'll get tired, and we'll bring on our replacements who aren't very good. And then you've got game over. I'm sorry, but you've got lions on that bench. Well, I know, but <laughs> two of them, in fact. Well, yeah, but one of them's Jamie Roberts. No, three of them, in fact. You got Daisy well, Hill. Not, not real lion. <laughs> Quality not lions. Real lion. Not real lion. <laughs> Justin Tipperick, lion. I mean, sort of, also not real lion, but you know. 
Yeah, anyway, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I don't think it's going to be much fun. I'm just yeah. hoping it'll be a better game. At least, at least with New Zealand like that year, you might see some I'd decent like rugby even if you don't like score it. Score some tries. If we score like three good tries, uh, but we lost by like thirty points, I'd probably go in quite happy. And also, if they did that quite early, you could fuck off, couldn't you? You could go, all right, you know, 25 yeah. minutes in, I've seen and I want to, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we all know yeah. this is going to end up. Let's get to yeah. Kiwis. I get the, get the feeling by the time the creative impetus of Tipperick and Priestland get on, the game will be long gone. Yeah. Oh, well. Ireland versus Argentina. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They picked a good fair play to Ireland. They have shown Argentina more respect than I would have expected given that Argentina are a bag of shit. I tell you what, that is some boom-boom centre in there. Aki and Farrell. (laughs) But with hands as well, with hands as well. Uh, He's just getting this massive stable, isn't he now, Schmidt, of these like massive impactful centres who can offload and pass. Where does Ringrose fit in all of this when he comes back? They've got so Um, many now. Starting, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, but and then, yeah. yeah. Do you know what they could do with, though? that? Fullback. Oh, they could do the fullback, couldn't Because he? he's still there. I mean, for the with the great Rob Carney, that is. Colony, yeah. He is also seven thousand years old. <laughs> yeah, he's really slow now. I think he does. He just look older because he's been on too many sunbeds. He might be younger than you think. Well, there is a little bit of that. Let's find out how old Rob Carney is. He must be. He's probably 30s. younger than me. Yeah, he's younger than me. He's thirty-one. <laughs> but I'm fucking old, so yeah. It's also the fact that they can't see how to do get rid of it, can they? They've tried. Well, they sort of tried. Now they've sort of denied themselves Simon Zebo in a sort of weird like. He's like a varnished boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> and the problem is that you know you, when you get one carny, another carny's never far behind. <laughs> is he on the bench? No, he's not. Thank God, he's not. The resurrection of Ian Keatley is now complete, though, isn't it? People yes. seem to think he's quite a good player now. How's that happened? I will be the judge of that. It's like a I mind control been, thing that's going on. I have been on. the judge of that, and I find him wanting. I do like uh, Luke McGrath, though, the young scrum half. I like him a lot. Yes, I like him a lot, too. I'm glad he's getting another shot off the bench. Um, but, yeah, basically, he's a full-strength Pretty team, much. isn't it? Apart from, well, Tony's on the bench and Ryan's back in. That seems... Yeah. Is Toner out of favour? Are they just trying to try something else? I don't know. They're just trying something, aren't they? But, you know, Stockdale and Byrne. Like, Adam, you know, the back line is kind of interesting. Adam Byrne getting a shot at doing something. He's been very good for Leicester, uh, for Leinster, rather. Stockdale's looked very good for Munster. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a, an interesting wing pairing, but they need one of them. Like, what the fuck's happened to Tina O'Halloran? You know? Yeah. I know Joe Schmidt hates They never quite trusted him, did they? I don't no, think. well, he, t- he, tr- he played him in that one game, and that was it. Yeah, you're happy now. I've done what you fucking yeah. wanted. He's never going to be seen again. Yeah, that was basically it. Well, he, he, he gave him the courtesy of playing him, having just won the Pro 12 <laughs> for one test match, and then once Connacht were a bit average again, he's straight back to the doghouse. What I do like about what Schmidt is doing, though, is that he does... Because there is a bit of a mini-transitional period happening with Ireland, isn't there? And he does seem to be managing it pretty well. Yeah, basically, from 1 to 10, there is no transition. Mm. And from, you know, yeah. 11 to 15, there needs to be, or there is currently and some even, transition. And when he mixes it up, they still seem to play the recognisable game and all seem to know what they're doing. Yeah. Because effectively, you know, you've got Sexton on the pitch telling everyone what to do at all times. As we found out on the Lions DVD. Yes. 
and that's quite a good thing to have if you've got a young slash inexperienced backline. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a good way of doing it, I think, to do it sort of mm. like one one phase, then the other sort of thing. Especially with the autumn, because when else have you got a chance to do it? You've almost yeah, got to exactly. write some of it off, haven't you, as de- developmental time, because you're straight back into the Six Nations, aren't you? And the yeah, summer exactly. tour, you're all knackered, so it's not the same. So the autumn no. it gives you a chance to... So the about the only time you have got to really kind of do a little bit different, and they do. And you look at them a couple of years ago. You kind of well, maybe eighteen months ago, they sort of revamped the pack a bit by bringing in you know Stander, Furlong, mm. uh, Van der Fleer, Ian Henderson, these sorts of players. And Conan went well last week, so we, you know he's going to be alright. <laughs> yeah. He comes in and all that kind of stuff. So then Argentina, who I'm, I'm assuming Argentina must just be on sort of crystal meth now and uppers, keeping themselves <laughs> yeah, going to the end of this. Just, it's it's constant Red Bull drips, I think. Especially Leguizamon, who, again, must be 137 years old. Easily, easily. And yet he's still, you know... Eight. Where is he? What, how, 1983, so he's only 34. How can that be? He was playing for London Irish in about 1986. I'm sure he was. <laughs> it's a birth certificate thing. Yeah, 2005, <laughs> 2008, he was at Irish. Is he like Roger so. Miller in the 1990 World Cup? He says he's 38, but we all know he's really 49 or whatever. Yeah, basically. 13-year um, international career, fair play to him. That's mega, isn't it? Um, yeah. The other thing as well um, I was going to mention was Kramer's playing the crazily yes. freakish six-foot-five number seven. So how tall is Sean O'Brien to have to deal with not such tall a in, not crazy tall freakish circus yeah. freak number seven? ended... What's his face's international career by not being amazing? <laughs> yeah. Why have I forgotten his name? Sean O'Brien. No, the other <laughs> guy, English guy. Oh, I can't remember. Someone to hill. Thank you. Yes. My, my head went then. Oh, Christ Almighty. Oh yeah, you see, Sean O'Brien's only six <laughs> foot two. He's fucked. He's against yeah. that Kramer, yeah. the, the world's most giant number seven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, yeah, overall this weekend, I'm going to say, home nations-wise, I'm yeah. going to say three wins. Yeah, Ireland loss. are going to win, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Wales are going to lose. There's no shame in that, though. No. I mean, there will be. <laughs> but You'll find some, no doubt. But yeah, yeah we'll, find, we'll find a depth to plumb. We're really good at that. But, uh, yeah, we're going to lose. Um, it'd be really fucking weird if we won. That's one word so, for it, yeah. There would be so many trivia questions in 10 years' time of players who played in that game who never played for Wales again. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be like the upside down in Stranger Things. You'll have to like a different <laughs> world you have to go into to do it. Yeah. Some predictions yeah. that we... The other games this weekend, Italy playing South Africa. I mean, I'd have, I would have been confident South Africa were going to win that, but I don't know now. All bets are yeah, off. I think they probably will. I think they will. France are playing Japan. Even France should win that. Surely, Christ's sake. Surely, surely. They've chopped their they team around quite a bit. France as well. I tell you what, though. As well, just walk into the sea at that point <laughs> if they don't beat Japan. But Surat, they've, it's, in Saran and Dupont, they've got quite possibly the best pair of scrum halves ever, maybe. <laughs> certainly, the most, certainly the most enjoyable pair. Oh, glorious. Right, before we go, we had, did have some predictions off Twitter. The mm. pen got in touch. He said, at, at Blood and Mud, he said, wins for Scotland, Ireland and England, yes. Wales to get pumped and send Josh further in, further to Welsh rugby hell. You're acting like I've got any further depth that I can go into, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I'm kind of just accepting everything now. It doesn't really get me down. 
Rhiannon Garth-Jones got in touch. She said, I live in Scotland to avenge themselves in the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup 2015. Yeah, good point. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Good point, yeah. England to be entertaining but slightly shambolic in beating Samoa. I agree with the last bit of that. I'm not sure I agree with the bit of the game. will be slightly, yeah, entertaining. I hope they'll be entertaining, but I don't think they will be. Mm. Wales to be slightly more than shambolic. <laughs> yeah. France to be mad because France, yeah. Uh, um, one Mrs. K got in touch on Twitter. She said, Steph Evans to score against the All Blacks. I wouldn't bet against that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet against him scoring against anyone. No, he'll score against the All Blacks. The problem is that the All Blacks will score a lot more than he does. And then Tony Down Under got in touch. And he said, uh, New Zealand to score three tries in the last 10 minutes when the Welsh front row gets cramp at the wrong time. I mean, th- there's no even need for the Welsh front row to get cramp at the wrong time, really. <laughs> it would just be them score. That's what they do. Well, they didn't last week. So yeah. I'm sure I'm sure order will be restored. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of your bonus special pod. I hope that it's brightened yes. up your Friday. And if it hasn't brightened up your Friday, whatever, we were here for you anyway. So yes. we will be back on Monday with a normal round of nonsense. And of we'll course. speak to you all soon. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Some days the couch just calls to us. Take a seat. Grab the remote. My cushions are extra cosy today. And while we all want to get off the couch to set a healthier routine, not knowing how to start can feel overwhelming. Healthy Ireland is a trusted source for easy-to-follow tips and advice, like getting a friend involved with your healthy habits so they'll be able to motivate you on those tougher days. Search Healthy Ireland and get set for life this winter. From Healthy Ireland, a Government of Ireland initiative supporting health and well-being for everyone and helping us off our couches. Sports Social Podcast Network.